Welcome to bonus episode of the weekly podcast. I want to thank everybody for listening. Thanks you, thanks you, thanks you. Subscribe, tell a friend, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Look us up, follow us. Send us an email at dubweeklypodcast at gmail.com. You know, we're branching out a little bit and getting into communication, leadership, sales, uh, persuasion, and influence training. Um, we're working on that right now, uh, creating a platform for that, looking to do start doing the videos and promoting, promoting this. I've been in sales and communication for a long time, and... It's kind of what I wanted to touch on today on this little bonus episode was you always hear people say that someone is, you know, say, oh, he's a natural or she's a natural when it comes to a person in sales. And you'll hear different theories on that. You'll hear some that'll say yes, and then you'll hear some that'll say no, people can be trained, people can do. And I agree to some extent, both sides. And before we get into the meat of the bonus episode, I want to just throw my long, gorgeous blonde hair back and let that, let it down for a bit. And let's talk about me. Let's talk about you for a minute. Well, if anybody likes NASCAR, I love NASCAR. And I want to tell you three things that I love. I love NASCAR. And Tyler Reddick won his first race this weekend. There's been several win their first race this year in NASCAR. My favorite happens to be Kurt Busch. I've had the pleasure and honor of meeting Kurt. Uh, my son was the uh, the brains behind the idea for the pink window net, the windows of hope that they run in October in Charlotte at the Roval race. We were honored to come down and, and he was Kurt's uh, honorary guest. And we met Kurt and Kurt is a hands Hands down, amazing human being. So I want to give a big shout out to Kurt Bush. Kurt, if you're listening, you're you're a hell of a racer. You're the goat in our eyes, and not only that, you're the goat when it comes to being a great person and a good human being. So thanks to thanks to you, Kurt. Number two thing that I love dearly is Diagnosis Murder. If you have never watched an episode of Diagnosis Murder, then shame on you. Because Dick Van Dyke, you, even though you may not agree with his politics or his liberal stance, I love Dick Van Dyke. I love Charlie Slatter, and I'm a huge fan of Victoria Rowell. Victoria, if you're listening to this episode, a shout out to you for what you stand for, for what you believe in. You are a an advocate. You are an amazing actress, amazing human being. I follow you on your social medias, and I'm a big fan, and I love you. I love you too, Dick, and you too, Charlie. But that's a great show. I mean, Sergeant Steve Sloan, played by Barry Van Dyke. You've got Dr. Mark Sloan. That's damn near a fucking genius that solves every crime. Uh, uh, one episode, uh, dust, uh, uh, a wind blows a little bit of dust in Mark Sloan's eye, and he figures out who's, who fucking committed the crime. I'm not. I'm kidding, but that, that's it's it's amazing show. I love it. I watch it. It's my comfort zone. When things are feeling out of control, throw on an episode of Diagnosis Murder and Dr. Mark Sloan and, and, and Detective Steve Sloan bring me to a happy place. I even wrote a children's story that's on Amazon. It's called The Great Hot Dog Caper. Um, and you can buy that on Amazon. It's, a, it's about Sergeant Steve Slaw, who uh, is the head of police there in Cabbage Town. 
and he solves a mystery when people are having a get together and they can't find the hot dogs. So check that out. The Great Hot Dog Caper on Amazon. And the third thing I love is Street Outlaws. I've watched it from the beginning. I love the OG. I love NOLA. I love Memphis. I love No Prep Kings. I love the, uh, the, the Gone Girls. I love all of them. And they're coming out with a new one uh, where they're kind of getting back to their roots. And uh, I'm looking forward to hearing that. I was hoping to have Bobby Smith on to do an interview with us and talk about that is uh, she is with the Memphis Street Outlaws. They're not together they're together anymore. They have since left, but uh, her husband is Anthony Smith Hercules, and was hoping to have her on for an interview. And we're, we're still working on that. And hopefully, in the future, we can have her on and learn a little bit about her and her family and and what they've been up to since leaving Street Outlaws. So, Bobby Smith, if you're listening, we'd love to do an interview. Um. So what do people mean? What do they mean when someone says they're a natural salesperson? And I just want to go over three quick points because this is a bonus episode. If you want an in-depth study of sales fundamentals, leadership, communication, influence and persuasion, we've got a lot more coming soon. But today first point I want to make is I want, I want to I say that someone's a natural who is a naturally able to just communicate somebody that can naturally jump in a conversation whether they know anything about it or whether they're they're they know everything in the world about a conversation are able to get in and find their way through it and they're witty enough to ha- carry a conversation to you know, have valid points or, or even just, even if you're eking your way through the conversation, they're able to communicate words with other people. Now that in and in itself will not make you an amazing salesperson, but I believe it is the foundation for being a top notch salesperson because I personally believe, and this is me, but I sell my friendship first before I sell any product. I don't give a shit what I'm selling. And especially true today, because you can get on the internet and you can get on your phone you anywhere and find the same product 18 million different places, probably 18 million different prices. So what is going to set you aside? Why would someone buy the, that product from you is because of you. Do not forget that. Don't get intertwined in this product knowledge, this bullshit. Product knowledge is important. You need to know what you're selling. You need to love what you're selling. But more than that, you need to sell your friendship because you sell that friendship first. That friendship will equal trust, and that trust then will equal a sale. So the first point is able to communicate. I think that's important. Second point, and like I said, this is just a brief summary. The second point is their instincts naturally tell them to cater to others' emotions and feelings. Some people instinctively instinctively want to, if someone says something, hey, the sky is red. No, 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 no. The sky's blue. You're wrong. You're stupid. You're wrong. But some have the instinct to say, well, I could see where you might possibly see that the sky is red. It does have a reddish little tint to it, but my eyes are nowhere near as good as yours. From where I'm standing, I swear to God, it looks blue. But hey, I've been wrong before. Cater to the other's emotions, their feelings, because I promise you, you correct someone or you scold someone, no matter if they know they are wrong, 
they will in their head justify why you are wrong for correcting them. And the last and final little bullet point is I feel like a natural salesperson is able to level themselves to others. Now, what do I mean by that? I mean that each person is different. Each person feels more comfortable with themselves. So if you've got a country gentleman in overalls, he's going to feel more comfortable talking with someone that maybe can relate to him a little bit more than someone eating caviar on a cracker with a very fancy suit on and a Rolls Royce. So even though you might have a Rolls Royce, you might have a three-piece suit on, you might be eating caviar on a fucking cracker, a good salesperson will find a way to level themselves to the person that they are selling. They will find a way to make that person comfortable, to put themselves on an even and level playing field, and come from a place of familiarity. Because I promise you, no one, no one, no one likes anybody else better than themselves, whether they say it or not. So the three points of what I think would make a natural salesperson is point one, able to basically communicate with others. Point two, their instincts naturally tell them to cater to the emotion and feelings of others. And point three, they have a natural ability to level themselves to who they're selling, to their client, to their customer, to their customers. And we've got a 10-point plan, the 10 fundamentals to sales excellence. And when we covered that, one of our basic, one of our, one of our points is the approach. Now, I'm not talking about the, what they used to call meet and greet rapport building process. I'm talking about that approach, that walk across the lot, that walk across the showroom, that walk across the office. As you're approaching that client for the first time, what are, his, what are his or her body language telling you? What are his or her surroundings telling you? What, are, what does the family do? You know, they by themselves, their body language, their demeanor, their language, their tone, all of these things tell a story. And you're trying to break that facade down to, to swipe that away and to get to the root of the person, to get to who that person is. Find, their, find out their likes, find out your common ground. And that sounds cliche. But it is so true, and you only have a short period of time to make that first impression to get in and really find what the hot points are, the hot buttons are, they used to say, is to make your relationship with that person start to flourish. For them to say, you know what, this old dude's all right. He's like me. Oh, shit, this guy's all right. You really want to be able to level yourselves to whom you're selling. But we go through a real, we have a really good course, the 10 Fundamentals to Sales Excellence. I have named it, hey, did you know them? And I'll describe and tell you what I mean by that when we come right back. All right, we're back. I uh, want to finish up here with this little bonus episode like when I just left. The name of our one of our uh, training courses is the 10 sales to sell 10 
fundamentals to sales excellence, the, hey, did you know them training course. And when I was younger, probably 10 to 12 years old, I used to go and I would do heat and air estimates with my uncle, Tony Goins, look him up. One of the best salesmen you'll ever meet. In my, in my mind, the best salesman. And I'm gonna tell you why. We would go into a home and do an estimate for a heat and air conditioning or a heat pump. You know, we'd go all through their house, look at their rooms, measure, and, and, and be in their personal space. And then he would sit down at a table and he would go over the, the numbers and tell them what, they, what he thinks they need, what he has to offer. But throughout this whole time, whether it be an older woman in the kitchen cooking, he's coming in, oh, look here, this guy, I'm just in time, dinner's ready. He would be building a, a relationship with these people. He would be cutting up. He'd be laughing if necessary. He'd be super serious if necessary. But my point is, is he came in and he immediately knew where where he had to go with the conversation, if he needed to cut up more, if he needed to cut up less, if he needed to say this, if he needed to do that. He naturally knew how to jump right in their shirt pocket and be their best friend. They loved him. They loved him. And the question I would ask him every time we left, every fucking time would be, hey, did you know them? And his answer was always no. And it used to blow my young mind because as soon, I mean, you would think that the way he was carrying on and they were carrying on with one another, that they were best friends forever. And it made it so easy to make the sale. Make a friend, build trust, then make a sale. This is the bonus episode of the weekly podcast.